Welcome, dear listener, to the Eldritch Hour. We are a horror-themed tabletop roleplay podcast containing violent and mature themes. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> <laughs> episode of the star on the shore. Amos surveyed the interior of Alan Douglas's cabin, discovering strange runic symbols carved around the door and windows. After uncovering a trap door in the floorboards and snapping a few photographs down the dark stairway into the hidden basement, he exited the structure to speak with the hermit again. After gaining some answers to his questions, but equally assailed with more cryptic ramblings from the man, Amos started to bid his farewell. Just before exiting into the misty woods, however, the strange man's demeanor abruptly changed, and a more sinister voice left his body in a condolence for Amos's recently lost grandmother. Back in town, the other three investigators deal with the traumatic fallout from their weird encounter with the Phantom Train. Charlotte, under the weight and influence of full-blown paranoia, has a narrow miss with the mysterious trolley Christine spoke about earlier, and this causes a full meltdown for the antiquarian. Thatcher does his best to help console his panic-stricken companion while Sterling chases through the fog after the trolley. Both fail in their attempts, and a moment of recovery quickly turns to an exchange of vitriol and heated accusations between Charlotte and Thatch. The situation ultimately ends with all three party members separated, Sterling isolated on the street, watching both fellow investigators charge away in opposite directions, disappearing into the infernal haze. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Eldritch Hour. Um, we haven't had a proper introduction in quite some time for you listeners at home, for our players. Um, and given the events of the last couple of episodes, I thought it prudent to give some insight into where everyone's at at the moment, um, what kind of headspace they're in. So I'm going to go around, just introduce all of our players once more to everyone. Um, 
So we'll just go clockwise from my screen. Uh, Eric, how are you doing tonight, buddy? And uh, what what's Thatcher's headspace at this moment? Yeah, so Thatcher is um, kind of fed up with being a, a, a tourist, uh, a, a tour guide, um, you know, and hand-holding civilians while he's trying to, to, to find this stuff. So he's, uh, we're just, we're, we're cutting ties. We'll, we'll catch up with them later if they happen to survive, but I'm going to go get my guy. And uh, we're going to be a pair of actual professionals and detectives and, and figure out what's going on in this place. Excellent. All right. Um, Jeanette, how are you tonight? And uh, how's Charlotte? <laughs> I'm fine. Charlotte. She, uh, she's not great. Um, she's panicked. She's paranoid. Uh, and she's pissed. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, she, yeah. Uh, I think this is the first time in this entire, uh, trip to this town where Shar has really like uh really really seen something that has disturbed her in a way that she can't logic out of uh she's always been able to like see logical like reasonings and this time she can't and she's not coping very well um <laughs> and so uh yeah she's just I, I feel like she's acting very much not logically because that's the only like solution to when nothing logically makes sense is to like steer into the, the illogical, <laughs> just go sure. the exact opposite direction. Yeah, that's how Shar is doing. Yeah. <laughs> she's not great. <laughs> well, well, we'll see how far this irrational behavior takes her. Um, <laughs> Joey, how are you tonight, buddy? And, uh, what what are Sterling's thoughts at this particular moment? Uh, Joey's all right. He just woke up. He's feeling ready to uh, ruin a British man's life. Um, <laughs> Sterling is uh, just sort of caught in between this this little uh, kerfuffle between uh, Shar and Thatch, and uh, tried to pick sides during the fight. Uh, bounced between them, uh, uh, and then they just. I turn around, Char was gone. I turn back around, and Thatch was gone. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, so I'm just standing in an in, in, in intersection somewhere uh, with myself and uh, I, an idea of where some of them might be headed, maybe. Uh, and I just have to kind of make a choice, I guess, maybe. I don't know. We'll see what, what he gets up to. I, I got to make sure, you know, I'm in bed. <laughs> at 8 p.m. because I got a date tomorrow. I got to be ready for it, you know? <laughs> oh. And uh, last but by no means least, Rod, uh, how are you tonight? And how is Amos feeling in this particular moment? I am doing fine. You guys think you had it bad. You have no idea what I've been through. Bro isn't even on my map anymore. <laughs> That's damn right. You just, what the fuck? I, I, I think at this exact point from where we left off on our, our session with me, I don't know what to think right now after the bomb that was just dropped on me. Like an actual bomb? Maybe you're multiple pieces. <laughs> Perhaps Charlotte will find out. <laughs> oh, God. 
<laughs> for the listeners at home, um, we had to record separately just to life stuff. Um, so for a couple episodes worth, uh, it was just the, the other three of them and Rod was separated. Um, so that will, by this point, you'll have listened hopefully to that and you'll notice that those have been edited together um, like a normal episode. But uh, for, for your little insight at home, our four players don't actually know what has happened to each other uh, between Rod and then the other three. So any revelations that appear henceforth will be legitimate. Um, and with that, Let's get started. Um, the very first thing I want to do before I jump into um, the story is uh, Charlotte and um, actually everyone, I'm going to have everyone gain five points of Cthulhu Mythos for oh, shit. your, this is something I neglected to do quite a while back um, during your crazy dream-like experience that happened. Oh, the night uh, last the day, night. The day yes. yeah. um, you should all have some mythos points for that. Okay. Well, let's get properly started, shall we? The two o'clock sun hangs somewhere beyond the thick cover of mist blanketing Rockport, Massachusetts. Sterling Barnum stands in the middle of Granite Street, alone, having watched two of his comrades walk in opposite directions and disappear in the mysterious fog. A flutter of wings can be heard overhead, somewhere above the mist. The goosebumps on the back of your neck, Sterling, rise like one of Lump's zombie tails. But not out of fear, although there's certainly a dose of it coursing through your blood, at the thought of your current predicament, but rather, the goose flesh informs you more immediately of just how cold it is. You remind yourself it's August. How can it be this cold? Nevertheless, you stand utterly alone on this hazy tree-lined road. What are you doing? Oh, hey. Uh, um... So yeah, you said it's two? 2 p.m.? It's about 2 p.m., yes. The last time you checked the time, you were concerned with the train and its arrival. Right. And it arrived before it should have with its noise. And uh, then in the fight, uh, you realized that it was past the time for the train to have arrived. And there was no noise and none of you were near the station anymore. Oh, God. Well, I'm the only one with the map. So... <laughs> Uh, hopefully no one gets crazy lost doing some crazy shit. Um. Wow, yeah, uh. I guess I'm gonna head south on Granite in the direction I saw Thatch last going, but I'm not, I don't think, I, I think I've given up it's on some level of, you know, leveling with either of them. I'm gonna just head back into town, I think, is the tentative goal okay. for now. So I'm just headed south of Granite, um, back in the direction of town. Okay. You, um, you walk maybe half a block's worth, uh, and the sound of crows cawing somewhere in the mist 
around you grows a bit. Uh, You walk another half block and you get to the intersection of Granite and Summit. And you stop for just a moment, um, maybe deciding where exactly in town you want to go. And then you notice it is oddly silent. Um, Even the ambience of the the ocean seems a bit more distant than it has uh, since your time here. And then you see a figure off to your right, um, walking towards you in the mist. Like uh, down summit? Yes. How far off is it? Um, perhaps I would say that it is, f- for your purposes here, um, Joey, it is at the the very edge of the map, which should translate to maybe a full block, like really a full uh, city block. Is it like, is it reasonable for me to make like a... Um a spot hidden check to just see it better or is it like very clearly just like a silhouette right now it's pretty clear um you notice the mist that direction is a lit just a hair thinner than it has been in in rockport city proper um kind of you remember driving in that the mist didn't really form until the closer you got to rockport maybe a little right. little bit out of town um when your car went down and this, uh, you can clearly see the silhouette of a human figure walking towards you. Um, okay. Yeah, I'll turn toward it, take a few, like, walks sort of briskly toward it. Um, Mr. Thatcher, is that you? Um, I hope you're not angry any longer. Thatch? Hello? Well, I don't know who Mr. Thatcher is but I believe you do know me as someone else. And out of the fog steps, Reverend Sarton. Oh, oh. Terribly sorry. I um, couldn't couldn't see you there. Um, h- hello, Reverend. Um, what, what are you doing all the way out here? Uh, just taking my daily vigil around the area. I'd like to commune with... Well... Him... Right. Very good. Um. Well, how how's that going? He's silent right now. But that's quite all right. As I've said before, all in good time. Ah, so that's like um, is that is that very normal then? That he's silent until certain moments, or or something like that. Well, one can't really expect something so much greater and beyond us to be uh, held to our standards of impatience. That's very interesting. I'm, I have a, I have that sort of feeling about me right now. Um, are you done with your vigil, or...? Um, I'm making my way back to the chapel, yes. Would you like to accompany me? Um, sure. Uh, I don't want to impose or anything. Um... Oh, it's no trouble. And he smiles wide. Um, sure. Um, lead the way. I'm slightly less familiar with these streets. Um, 
he uh, he actually doesn't turn back up granite like you may have expected him to, but instead walks straight ahead down um, what is on your map, King Street. And we're going to cut over. It's fucked. It's fucked, man. <laughs> if only I had somewhere to be. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> Charlotte the sound of waves is lapping heavily right next to you on the beachfront as you reach the intersection of where granite and beach simply just become granite and uh, what what exactly is your intended path at the moment where are Um, you headed what are you doing yeah yeah so definitely kind of walking with purpose but still kind of like like almost like illogical purpose but um just like insanity like just like this is clearly the best move to go and clearly doesn't believe it um but just gonna follow granite up until where she remembers it turns off to where it can go, to where the like granite company mm, was at. The quarry is, sure. Because yeah. that's where she remembers saying, like, if you turn by the quarry and just follow it down, you'll get to Old Man Douglas. So that's her current trajectory, is to get up to the quarry and then just disappear into the woods, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, well, you march along um, down this street, and you too realize how cold it's gotten just in the past several minutes Um, to the point where actually you think you see a little bit of your breath as you're kind of huffing down the road and while you're huffing can you give me another constitution roll for your persistent bronchitis it's bad (laughs) so 45 out of 30 yeah you kind of lose a little bit of control of yourself there for a moment and have to stop and bend over, hands on your knees, you know, Mm. let a couple of uh, heavier coughs out, and as you start to regain your composure, you stand back up, there's a car coming down the road towards you. Just keeps adding to the paranoia, honestly. (laughs) And it's slowing. Oh, good. um, As you are, I imagine, in the middle of the road. Yeah, Uh, yeah. (laughs) And as it gets closer, you note the unmistakable shape of uh, a police light on the top of the car and a headlight off to the side of the vehicle. Um, And it comes to a full stop only a few feet away from you. And a man's head comes out of the driver's side window and says, Now what is a pretty young thing like you doing on this street all alone in this dense fog? Uh, (laughs) I think, uh, yeah, still riled up from how pissed she was at Thatch. Um, so so she's just like, she just whips up and she just, she's like, don't, no, absolutely not. He kind of slicks back his, uh, (laughs) graying hair and, uh, reaches his hand out the window like, you know, straighten his his thick bushy gray mustache 
this is definitely not the same man that you saw at the police station. Yeah, earlier. I think she's clocked that um, that's the sheriff. Like, like, and uh, you hear the engine turn off, and the door opens, and he stands out, but he doesn't come around the door. He just stands, you know, behind the door, and he says, "Now look, I don't mean any trouble. You're not in any. I'm just inquiring." Seems strange to have someone who I clearly looks to be not from around here walking down our street in the middle of this fog. Do you know where you're going? Do you need a lift? <laughs> um, uh, who was it that said to be wary of the sheriff? Do you remember that? I remember writing that in my notes, but it was like, be wary of the sheriff. I can't remember who said It that was Christina. Me. Okay, it yeah. It was Christina. Um, so yeah, she she's just looking at him, looking at the car, which logically, yeah, you could help, but no. <laughs> um, uh, and she's just like, I'm not pretty, I'm not young, I'm not little, and she just keeps walking like past the car. <laughs> okay, um, I assume that you'd be taking the passenger side of the street. Yeah, yeah, to be like, past. I like, yeah, like, okay, try to walk. Like closer to where like the houses or whatever buildings are. Sure. Um, can you give me a spot hidden as you pass the car? Yes. Sixteen out of forty-six. Great success. Hard success. Yeah. Very good. Um, you catch a pair of feet up on the windowsill. In the back seat, in the back seat of the car, there's a blanket over the body attached. And with your heart success, you notice ever so briefly, as I imagine you are not really stopping. Um, there was some kind of darkish stain all over the feet. And as you pass the car, uh, you hear behind you, the policeman just says, Now I'm not detaining you, even though I've been in... encouraged to do so. But uh, if you see your detective friend, tell him to mind his business. He, and then uh, he starts to get back in the car and you hear the door start to creak close and then it stops and then you kind of he leans out of the side and he says you can tell him Wolf sends her regards and then closes the door I think like that like like causes Char to like stop for like a moment like in her like trudge past the car like she just stops she's just like letting that like hit her and like genuine fear for Thatch like washes over her genuine like terror for him um but she just keeps walking because she knows there's like nothing she can do in that regard but like yeah like she has like a genuine panic moment like that like that feeling of like uh static going down your spine like that mm -hmm. feeling but then she just, like, keeps walking. <laughs> Very good. And with that, I think we're going to cut over to Thatch. 
you've marched yourself down railroad street alone uh and you as you start to walk past the train depot you hear a mumbling and some kind of just a very very light mechanical rustling like someone maybe picking a lock and as you round past the furthest corner of the building on the street um, you see a familiar figure standing in front of the door that you only hours ago were just at Colonel Scott Hall appears to be jiggling the handle of the door and grumpily mumbling something under his breath. What are you doing? Uh, Colonel Hall? He, uh, he, uh, he stands at attention. He's like, oh, and he kind of turns and he's like, <clears throat> I didn't see you there, my boy. Oh, ah, uh, Mr. Thatch, correct? He's, it, you, sir, uh, you gave us quite a start the other night during our card game. I think we're due for a rematch. That is, if it's all okay up here. And he kind of points to his head. Uh, yeah, yeah, everything's fine. What exactly happened that night? My um, memories are a bit fuzzy. You, uh, you stood up fairly aggressively and started pointing at all of us and shouting names I've never heard, and then you blacked out. Huh. It uh, must have been something in the water. Um, anyways, what are you doing here? As I kind of like look at the, the door and stuff. Oh, oh. Uh, <clears throat> me? Oh, well, I was just... I, I say, do you want to come up from the street out there and... Come have a chat real quick. Um, eyes and... He, he says eyes and ears and all that. All right, now. I'll step up closer. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you get up there and he's at the door to the ticket window uh, and Rebecca is not inside. And... Um, he he kind of leans in and he, he as you like start to lean in, he grabs your collar not forcefully but like just like takes hold and he says now i need to get into here and uh and he kind of picks his head up and looks around to make sure maybe that no one else is standing around watching and he says yeah i'll, I'll look around too if you <laughs> he says if you if you do me the favor I think there are, well, I don't think, I know there are tunnels under this town, and I think that their purpose is of somewhat nefarious nature. Yeah, I'll kind of study his face, but, um, in like an act of camaraderie, just nod my head and say, yeah, okay. <laughs> and, um, well, that day we met, yesterday... Yesterday morning, I was tracing my steps, you see, and um, 
from a tunnel that I know exists and trying to find its entrance. And uh, I've traced a different one to here. And I'm fairly certain that the entrance is in this room. And it would be of great help if you could, uh, if maybe you could accompany me down there. Yeah, so since I've already been down there with Amos and it's like someone else knows what we're doing, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna agree to, to to help him here. So so yeah, let me um you having trouble with that the the door there? I could hear you jiggling it down the street. Dude, I mean, it's probably just like old and frail or something. So I'm gonna try the handle. Yeah, it. Uh... <laughs> it is very much locked. All right, I'm, I'm going to try to push on it just to see, like, how much to that it gives, or, or or to see, like, if it is, like, uh, there's any kind of damage to, like, the integrity of the hinges or anything like that. It's pretty solid. It's not, you, you get a little bit of give, um, and you hear kind of a, a creak at the edges of the, the frame where the hinges attach, um, but it's still, the door itself seems a bit thick, so... Uh, All right, I'm I'm gonna look uh, left and right, um, see if there's any eyes and ears. <laughs> uh, there doesn't appear to be anything in the distance in any of the directions uh, watching you. Oh, hopefully, it muffles the sound too. Uh, I'm gonna kick the door in. All right, give me a strength roll. Actually, I'll I'll ask for a strength or fighting brawl here. Your choice. Oh, that's a failure. Uh, can, I, can I push this? You absolutely can push. Describe to me how you are attempting this again. Uh, all right. So since I uh, I tried to kick it in um, and there's like no damage to the door at all, so I'm just going to take a few steps back and then try to charge through it uh, with my shoulder. Okay. Taking a few extra steps, I assume, uh, and kind of like running into it. Okay. Give me that push. And that was worse. That's that's a 98 out of 60. You, uh, fortunately, you break the door down. Unfortunately, you definitely hear something crunch a little in your shoulder, and you get a searing pain up the back of your, kind of, your, uh, the back of your left shoulder and up your neck. Um, and... If you could give me, uh, if if you could take off two points of damage for that, I think uh, anything to d- to deal with tunnels is literally killing Thatch. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, the door flings open, a few splinters, uh, confetti out through the room, and I'm gonna cut over to Amos. You're staring at old man Douglas. What did you just say? His smile widens, and his eyes, unmistakably, even at the distance you're at, as you were about into the tree line, leaving the place, when you had turned around to ask your last question, his eyes at this distance clearly still turn obsidian black. I rush in. Just full sprint right at him. Okay, what is your intention here to, uh... Just, uh, not tackle him, but just kind of, like, 
run into him and knock him over. Sure. All right. Um, then give me a fight. Is this is going to be a fighting brawl then, since you're attempting to cause harm in some way. Um, and he will be making a roll as well. He's get going him, to Amos. attempt to dodge. Get, get, get him. Get him. <laughs> I have an attempt to cause oh, harm. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a 23 out of 25. <laughs> a triumph. Excellent. All right. Um, he is going to try and dodge here. Oh, oh he gets a hard success. Um, you uh, you almost get to him, but he almost gracefully steps aside, and you go flying face first into the dirt. Um, what I'll, I guess I'll, if I'm, if I'm like down on the ground, um, I'll, I'll just get up on my, my hands and knees and like turn and look at him again. Is, are his eyes still black? Yes. And he's, he's just standing there now arms folded behind his back. Um, and very much again, in a very different demeanor that he's been in this whole time with you. He was kind of hunched over, you know, a little giddy and uh, shaky, and but now he's standing, like, fully uh, poised with great posture, arms folded, looking down at you with a smile. I'll, uh, I'll stand up, dust myself off, turn, and how far away from him am I? Um, maybe a few feet. Um, you just, you kind of like immediately lost momentum when you didn't run into him and yeah. fell forward, um, and landed on the ground and then kind of like turned around and, okay. um, so he's maybe five or so feet away. Uh, as I'm, as I'm still facing away from him, as I stand up and brush myself off, I'm going to put my hands on my camera, turn around and flash it right in his face and then punch him. <laughs> okay, beautiful. Um, I will, with the element of surprise here, I will allow the flash to go off. Like he's, that's definitely going to get your intended purpose across. But I will yep. still have you make the fighting brawl to try and hit him um, as I he is blinded. It <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. You still have fight in you. Yeah, you got this. Brad, um, I will. I'll tell you what. Because you are basically point blank and you have the element of surprise, I will give you a bonus die here. Yes, bonus die. Ugh. Fuck. No bonus <laughs> die. That's okay. Um, he is also. He instead of the dodge is going to. He's going to get two rolls here. He's going to have to make a a spot hidden first. Um, to. It appears. What is with me not giving spot hidden to NPCs? Uh, <laughs> they don't need to see shit. I guess not. You uh, didn't plan on the camera being the best weapon in the game. <laughs> I really, you know, I really didn't. You're absolutely right about that. Who um, would, honestly? <laughs> I mean, currently it's the only weapon. In the game. <laughs> he's got a he's got a rifle or something um, somewhere. <laughs> All right, so he's got to pass a spot hidden here, um, and I'm giving him two penalty die um, for the fact that you have blinded him. Damn. Come on! Okay. Damn. All right, so <laughs> so 
he does see it. However, a 20, a 30, he still, a 30. Get out of here. He, he still has to make a dodge with a singular penalty die because you are obviously still so close. Okay. Thank God. He catch he he like writes himself and just as he does, he starts to move, but your fist catches him square in the jaw. Um and he you notice when you hit him, your wrist hurts like hell. It he, it felt like hitting a brick wall almost at first, and he steps I'm... back a few paces and then uh kind of jiggles his head a bit. I am so angry, I don't even really feel the pain currently. Okay, um, alright. Did that knock him out of his weirdness, or...? Um, yeah, you notice he kind of shakes his head, and he, he looks back up, and he immediately, like, his arms kind of go back to, like, that almost, uh, crumpled demeanor, and his eyes are normal, and he's like, Why? 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 Why are you hitting me? Why are you hitting me? What did I, what did I do? What did I do? What did you say about my grandma? Your, your grand, grandmother, gr- grandmother's, grandmother's in the, in the grave, in the grave. Gra- your grandmother was in the grave, maybe? Yes, she's How dead. do you know that? Uh, it's the resemblance. I saw the resemblance when I carried you here. Like, carried, carried you here. Why, why did you, why did you, ouch. And he's like rubbing his face really tenderly. Quick question. What was he using to sculpt? Uh, just like a little wood chisel and a hammer. Uh, like a, will, a smaller if, hammer. If I have access to them, I will grab both of them. Ooh. Um, give me a luck roll to see if they are near you uh, on the ground as he most likely dropped them when you hit him. That's a success. 4171. Yeah, they are uh, at your feet. Right. In the dark. I'll, uh, I'll pick them both up and just kind of brandish the hammer. Uh, okay. What is wrong with you? Why did your eyes go black? He's like cradling his face and then he, he kind of blinks several times and he says, my, my eyes. And he... he pokes his eyes with his fingers, like his actual <laughs> eyeballs, just like rubs them wide-eyed. And he says, they're black? Are they, are they bl- they're black? They're black? I'll drop the chisel to one side, drop the hammer to the other side, and I'm leaving. <laughs> he's like, He, he kind of like follows you a bit and then like reaches out after you and he's like, Wait, 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 what do you mean? What do you, what do you mean they're black? What do you mean my eyes are black? Come, wait, wait, what wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And I assume you're just not stopping, just not having walking it. off into, yep, walking off into the forest. All right. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, as I'm, as I am walking out, I'll just shout, I hope you buried them. You don't hear an answer. Hope you bury them. His eyeballs? What? And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of you know. Um, <laughs> he, uh, you walk on through the forest for a while, and you notice that it is getting dark outside. Um, 
And you continue to follow just the, the straight direction, I assume, that he points. Yeah, I'm, I'm still being before. pretty pretty careful not to step on any traps or anything. Sure, sure. Even though he said um, he was safe. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so far you've not come across any. Um, and can you give me a spot hidden, though, after some time, um, as you kind of start to search again? You... Um, you've made some progress away from his cabin at this point. Uh, uh, it's a 37 out of 67. Excellent. Um, you continue um, and uh, observing no traps of any kind in the direction that he has guided you. And eventually you start to come to what looks like a, a familiar spot. And the earth has been un undone and... There is a hole and a shovel. Well, not a shovel. I guess your yeah. rudimentary stick that you had used <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to, to dig this hole. Um, are they still there? You approach this makeshift grave, and there is no body inside. keep moving but like kind of start to cry a little bit mm. I think at that moment we're going to cut back over to Sterling what What did you do Amos what did you have so many questions what, the, what, what did you what do, did you do? <laughs> you're uh, strolling side by side with uh, Reverend Jack Sarton and he's Although he's asked you to accompany him, um, he doesn't really seem to be paying you much mind. Uh, he's looking ahead uh, with a very serene look of contentment on his face, book cradled in his uh, right arm. You're standing to his left. Um, so, um, Reverend, uh, is it usually this cold? Really very, very chilly for... Um mid-August he stops and he just goes and turns to you and says is it oh I suppose I hadn't noticed um, but now that you mention it I guess and he kind of like touches the air where his breath is materializing as he speaks and um, it's rather unusual for August is it not Absolutely. Um, I guess it's not normal then. I, I suppose that answers my question. Very strange. Mm. Mm. Quite. Is it? So, uh, is is it still dead uh, silent? By the way, like the birds um, and as you've and walked down noise? this street. Yeah. So there have been no other sounds of birds or specifically crows as well. Um, but as you are walking down King Street, you do hear the lapping of the ocean ahead of you on the beachfront, um, past the main road, uh, ever so slightly out there in the mist. Um, the ambience is still, though, feels a bit muted, um, comparatively. So, right. okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. That's no, okay. He uh, he starts walking again. And he says, "So, 
Did you find um, what you came here for? Um, you know, I can't say that I have. Um, but I'm still looking for answers to questions as well, as we discussed earlier, and haven't found those either. Hmm. Well, perhaps you may find some tonight. Are you and, uh, having a, a meeting, a, a gathering? I think so. Yes, I think so. And by this point, you've reached the uh, the edge of Beach Street. Um, and he stops and um, turns to look at you and he says, I think we'll have this one outdoors on the waterfront. Yes. Huh. At a very special place. Where, where, where might that be? Where shall I meet you? Let me show you. And he walks off a little bit ahead of you, um, down Beach Street, or rather up, back towards um, the chapel in Pigeon Cove. Okay. I, I follow. You continue on for a little ways, and then he veers off the road and steps onto the... Uh, the rocky outcroppings that lead down to the, uh, the beach, um, just before the, the land kind of opens up a bit, uh, into a small, um, for lack of a better word, I guess, peninsula, but just a little, uh, jut out of land. And as the mist starts to reveal, um, the beachfront ahead of you, dead center in the middle of this, um, spit of gravelly, rocky beach, the rocks form sort of a, almost a bowl, except that the sides of the bowl are not unlike magma that's been like calcified or petrified and like jutting straight out in like, basically as if someone had captured a moment in time where rock became liquid and it had splashed from an object hitting the beachfront. So it's it's like wholly unnatural in that way. Yes, very much so. There's like long ovular, ovular, oh, yeah, ovular. So like oval-shaped uh, holes um, in some of the uh, the spiking out pieces of rock and. It shimmers like dark glass um, all over the surface. And in fact, you are somewhat reminded of this surface from the rocks you stood on in your vision when you first noticed the celestial body in the sky two weeks ago. The ground is not in the same writhing uh, movement as it was in your experience, but the glassiness and the darkness of the rock are reminiscent all the same. Oh my... my word. What is all this? This is where it came to us. I... I've seen this rock before. I'm gonna go up and touch it. 
or like put start to start to touch it. If it's like hot still, I won't finish touching it if, if heat is radiating, radiating from it, but... Yeah. No, you walk up and it's quite cool. Um, I'm just going to marvel at it. Yeah, you run your fingers over its smooth surface and uh, the moment you do, actually, can you give me a power roll? Fuck. I say fuck like I didn't think anything would happen. Um, okay, here we go. <laughs> Ooh, I'm so strong. 43 out of 50. Yeah, you, um... You feel... The slightest bit of... Connectedness... To this in some way. And a brightness flashes in your mind. Not too dissimilar, also, from... The blinding light you witnessed in your telescope. But it's... Incredibly instantaneous. Sure. Almost as if maybe you made it up for a moment in your mind. Uh, does it feel more like then, like a memory, or does it feel like a vision? Feels more like a vision. Okay. And then the feeling fades a bit. Um, but you do feel an overwhelming sense of serenity standing in this spot. And at the words that you've given him that you've seen this rock he comes up and puts a hand on your shoulder and he says then you have heard his call this is good thank you all so much for listening I hope you enjoyed the show my name is Josh Richter, and if you would like to make contact, you can find me on Twitter at The Eldritch Hour, or you can email the show at TheEldritchHour at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show, we have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash TheEldritchHour. <laughs>